podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. We are now into preparation for week seven. It is the best week in the NFL calendar because we in the UK get to watch games at 5 p.m. rather than 6. It is an hour earlier. It is, it is that hour less waiting for the football to come back at the end of the week. Um, it has been a pretty terrible weekend of football if it comes to fantasy, but a great weekend of football when it comes to upsets and um, some magic happening. So, how would you find it, boys? Uh, like you say, fantasy, I, I just don't want to talk about some of it. They were a nightmare. But it were some cracking games. There were some mm, really good were. games. Were. Good games. Yeah, I mean, was... I, after you saying that I was shit at fantasy, I won two out of three. So, you know. Yeah, I got slapped. There we go. Yeah, I, I, I got smashed. I, I put worst bit of the whole week was I benched the Bucks defense. Absolute oh, nightmare. I benched the Steelers defense. Steelers defense that's a bad idea. I don't really. I can understand the Bucks one because they were playing Rogers, who'd been perfect the yeah. entire season. That makes sense. But that's a lot of faith in the in the in the Browns there, Harry. No, I wasn't having faith, but I just couldn't be asked getting burnt by them. That's what it was. <laughs> but to be fair, I put, the, I, put, I, put, I put the Dolphins in there. The Dolphins did all right, so. Wasn't the worst. Yeah, should yeah. Shout out. Um, gents, it has been a pretty heavy week. If I'm honest, I won't lie. I've been busy with work. I've been. Uh, I've, I've got an interview for tomorrow for a new job. Big up. Uh, yeah. so that, you know, hopefully, but it's been a busy week. So, hopefully, and it's, it's only Tuesday. It feels like it feels like it's Friday. <laughs> That's what it feels Christ, like. I wish. It is chaotic in my head right now, but you know, I've enjoyed watching the football. Uh, watching. Last night's game at 10 p.m., which was good. That was a. Uh, I mean, I, I can that get was used nice. To that. They should do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I can get used to that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. I, th- I don't think the uh, the two games on Sunday at 9 p.m. was even that bad because of how good the games were. Well, well I mean, I, that, that I, Dolphins I, I, Jets game was bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I don't think it was bad. We got, we got to see two. So I mean, yeah. you know, we got yeah. got some to make of it. Right. What do you think of two is starting though? That's just, I mean, that's obviously that, big news, isn't it? That's, that's terrible. Just, it that's, seems strange because it's not like Fitzpatrick's been playing bad, is it? Like, what if Tua comes in now and is dog shit for a few games? Well, there's rumours that Fitz's going to get traded. Well, it is before the deadline, I guess, but I don't want to let Fitz take over and look too good and then he looks stupid for drafting Tua. Yeah. Like, no, I think as well, especially with Justin Herbert playing so well, because obviously they picked two are ahead yeah. of Justin Herbert. They're in a win-win. They're in a they're, they're, so. I know. Playing Fitzpatrick, they're in a win-win because Fitzpatrick is doing well, so they can carry on playing him and let two are laying behind him. They're in with a chance of getting the playoffs. So fantastic for them. The defense is actually looking pretty good considering all the moving pieces on there. They're, I mean, I was completely wrong about the Dolphins. They they look like a quite good outfit apart from the running back position. The They've got a quarterback behind Fitzpatrick who is just learning every single day. There's no need to rush him in there after that injury. And then he's actually doing well too. Fitz is doing well. 
So it, it, if it win win, they can let him carry on. And then when he does inevitably blow up, because that's what Fitz does, he will just blow up at one point. Then you bring him Tua in, but you don't bring him in on a high because now, if you bring him in now and Tua fucks up, it's all on you. Like I don't, I don't understand it. Now they've put all the pressure on themselves. Yeah, it's a strange one. It is a strange one. It's just stupid. Just stupid. Anyway, we're all in agreement. Fitz should be starting, yeah. shouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. At least, at least another few weeks. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, I love the whole sentiment of Tua. You know, he, he come back from a horrendous injury. Got his, got on the field. You know, he sat at, sat on the field didn't he, after the after the game, uh, FaceTime his parents, etc. Yeah, it, it's an amazing story, and I, I hope he has an amazing career. I just think right now was the wrong time to drop someone like Fitz. But but he is the ultimate professional. He isn't going to start kicking up a fuss. He will just coach. He will yeah. support him more. But like, like you say, though, timing, like, to play the Jets this week, smashed and that would have been an easy game. And then a week later, they start tour against the Rams. Why not just start him against Jets? They've got, got a bye week, haven't they? They've got a bye week. They've got Rams in the next game, though, not So they've got Rams coming up. Could have just played him against Jets. I don't know. Yeah. Angel. I think they, um, they definitely could have just played uh, Fitz until until he blew up. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, there isn't that much big, big news apart from the fact that I'm going to mention it once, Tom. I know you hate it, but Andy Dalton absolutely shit the bed with one of the biggest piles of weapons he could have done. And on top of that, Ezekiel Elliott needs to have a little word with himself. How, how he's dropping the ball like that. Yeah, I think it's the O line, isn't it? I think the O line's the problem. Like it's falling apart more than we expected. The O line doesn't do that for Z. No, no, no way. Fumbles like that. Oh yeah, I was talking specifically about Dalton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. To be fair, Dalton, we're not going to get into the debate, but he did have a touchdown dropped, and one of the interceptions did look like pass interference. So to be fair to him, he swapped those two around. He could have had a decent game. Yeah. It's his first game in a new system. Like, does he have to give him a bit of leeway? I suppose. Yeah. I think um, obviously, me and me and Scott both had our bye weeks this week for our teams, which was a bit crap because obviously, you know, we're on on a, on a high weren't we, Scott? Both of us. Hey, Tom, I could come on a better week. <laughs> I know. But then Tom coming off a loss, going into this game expecting a loss. We're going to start off how we did on our predictions with this game, Tom. With this now, game. Start us off, mate. Before before we do go any further, actually, Scott's going to post it on our uh, Twitter. But you have all, if you don't watch it, you've missed the treat. Tom started the podcast with a box t-shirt, box bandana covering his entire face, foam <laughs> finger. Incredible. Don't forget the woolly hat and the uh, sword as well, the foam <laughs> sword. that oh says Siege God. the Day on it. I mean, yeah. Or Siege the Game, whatever it is. Incredible. I, you, you, you shouldn't be shouldn't be explaining even more, Tom. Just leave it at that. I think the more explanation <laughs> that I give, the better it sounds, Scott. So, you know, I think yeah. I might carry on. No, I'll on. I'll go on and talk about how bad we all started with our predictions this week. Um, oh. We did all predict a Packers win. Um, I felt fairly confident about that, to be honest. I'm guessing you guys did as as well. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, you guys had bigger bigger victories for the Packers compared to me. I only had it as a four-point win, but you guys were kind of like six, seven points. 
Um, but yeah, obviously the, the game was very, very different. Um, the vi- I started making notes during this because from the very start, I, I was shitting myself because I, I said on Thursday, we'll do well first and second down as a defense and then third down, third and long, we'll shit the bed and they'll convert. And mm-hmm. on the very first drive, that's yeah. what they did. <laughs> at least once, maybe even twice. They did it on the second drive as well. So the score was 10 to nothing. And the Packers having run 20 plays compared to three for the Bucks. And I was shitting myself like Brady looked terrible. Nothing seemed to be going well. Uh, uh, and it was just going to be a, a, a horrific evening. But Jamel Dean, now, so I stop, did say. Stop. Before we go any further, Tom, I need to do this for you. So before Scott was even involved, when we, when we first started our podcast, we did a breakout episode. I was about to mention it. And Tom brought this guy <laughs> up and said, he's the most underrated cornerback in the league. He is going to have an absolutely unreal season. Yep. But Tom, take it away, mate. Thank take you. it away. Thank you. Um, so yeah, as Ari lovingly pointed out for me, um, I did say that before the season, he was going to be a breakout player. He's going to be a household name by the end. Um, he's been great so far this season. He's the second highest graded corner this season from PFF. Um, and obviously he got that pick six, which changed the game and kicked the entire team into action. And uh, I think it should be pointed out as well that that was Rog- only Rogers' his third ever pick six in his yeah. career. And like when you yeah, contact yeah. that against Jameis Winston last year, who had seven, you know, I mean... It's By just, the way, was- he didn't just pick him off. He didn't just pick him off. He ran that he ran that route like route or whatever however yeah. we're saying it. As if he was the receiver. Oh, and he yeah, was definitely. more alert than the receivers were. And yeah, it, yeah. it was an incredible catch and run. He didn't yeah. catch, stop and go, what am I going? He caught that on the on the run. And just there was no stopping him. Yeah, he clocked like tw- like low twenty odd mile an hour, I think, as well they said on the uh, T V. So Amazing. he was going at some speed. I mean, it was a bad throw by Rogers. He telegraphed that that throw the entire yeah, way. Yeah, they, they showed it. His eyes never went off. Um, Avante Avant Adams, um, Devontae Adams. And then the second interception, that was great coverage by Carlton Davis, another underrated cornerback um, for the Bucks. Um, and then obviously Edwards intercepted that. And I don't know, I, was, I just couldn't believe what happened after that. Do it think, was an amazing evening. Do you think the top bowl should be in the conversation for the best defensive coordinator in the league? He, he's been, you know, what he was. He's unlucky that his coaching, his head coaching job was at the Jets. Yeah, if he had a better organization, he probably would still be a head coach. And yeah, he's he's a very good, a very good coach. You, you know, they, they they missed they they what they lost Vita Vea, and it yeah. looked like it looked like he wasn't. He was just still playing. Like no, yeah. would never have known he wasn't there at all. Do you know the the, the guy's name who replaced him? Do you remember, do you remember his name? It's a great name. What? No. Rakim Nunez Rochez. What a cracking name that is. But anyway, <laughs> he played out his mind, like you said. He didn't yeah. it didn't look like VFA was missing. Like Nunez Rochez was explosive, even sniffed out a screen pass. How many D tackles do you see yeah. and sniff out a screen pass? Yeah. So yeah, he played great. But I mean, still, even going back to when the Bucks got the second interception, the score was 14-10. The offense still didn't look particularly good. They only had 41 yards compared to 151 yards for the Packers. So who would have thought that by the end of the game, with five minutes to go, both teams had the backup quarterbacks in. The Bucks had gone on a 38 unanswered point run. 
and the Packers had only got an extra 50-odd yards in total offense. They yeah. finished the day with 201 yards. Who would have thought I, I, with Aaron Jones on the field, it would have been Ronald Jones stealing the show? Yeah. With his first, He's the better Jones, isn't he, obviously? That's just obvious. First, first <laughs> down game. What was that, sorry? It's his first ever two-touchdown game. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's the third game in a row with 100 yards. So that's really good to see. That's not happened for the Bucks since the muscle hamster himself, Doug Martin. Big up to him. Um, now I think yeah. that that Packers defense in the second half was as, as soft as we as it was last year. And that was my concern coming into the season that they hadn't addressed that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, to me, towards the end of the game, the Packers didn't look like they were even trying. Rogers looked like he was moaning. Um, the defense wasn't didn't try and stop Rojo on one of his touchdowns. They just kind of backed off. It was pretty poor, really. Um, so yeah. An amazing game. Another good start I've got, and I, I will shut up after this because I've spoken about 10 minutes on this. Um, obviously, we all s- s- saw the shit show that was Thursday night the previous week with the Bucks and in terms of all the penalties and the old discipline. Um, in, in this Bucks game, they had no penalties, um, no turnovers, and no sacks. That has only happened one other time in the past 47 years, which is... 11,500 games. And in that other game, that was in 1999, I think I read it was, and Bruce Arians was the quarterback's coach for the Colts. Oh, baby. So that's another good start I've <laughs> pulled out there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Fair play, that's a good start, that. Yeah, cracking By the stat. way, I'll also, shut up now that you guys talk. Absolute fish hook to the eye. And he carried oh, on. yeah, that was bad, that. Actually, I said I was going to stop talking, but I've got more nice things to say about this defense. Oh, go on. Go on, go on. Levante David, I think, Ari, did you give him your quarter season award? Yeah, class. Defensive player of the year, yeah. Um, he, like him and Devonte and Devonte and Devon White were all over the place. Like they are the engine of that entire defense. Um, those two combined for 18 tackles, five of those for a loss, four QB hits, two and a half sacks. For, for your linebackers, you'd take that production every day. Um, the D line shut down Aaron Jones. He was held to 1.5 yards per carry. They got another further nine hits on Rodgers. Dominican Sue looked like he was just playing out there with kids, just pushing Rodgers over and talking shit to him. Isn't it mad? Isn't it mad, Scott? That Tom's been talking for ten minutes about his team, about how they've smashed, how they've smashed Green Bay, and all these things. Yeah, he hasn't smiled once. I just smiled now. I'm smiling now because I'm laughing at him. But the yeah. whole time, you could, if you if you listen to this podcast, what are you thinking that Tom's describing a loss? <laughs> I can't help my voice. I can't help my voice. Come on, let's get more pictures of Tom on Twitter. Just yeah. every time he smiles, I screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> Last point: Brady threw some dimes. Gronk is alive. Tyler Johnson, the rookie, got a, got his first touchdown as well, which is nice to see. Right, we're moving on now because yeah, I'll shut up. Because <laughs> this is a joke now. It's not. It's not a Buccaneers podcast, mate. Sorry, right. Bucks podcast, <laughs> isn't it? Well. Fair enough. None of us got the results right. None of us got the score right. So we'll move on. Um, what was the next game we went to, Tom? The next game was the Titans and Texans, which was one of the best games of the season so far, I would say. Yeah, brilliant game. Yeah. Uh, we all got this one right um, to varying degrees, I suppose. Harry, you said it would be a blowout win to the Titans. Me and Scott were more like- within what, a one-score game. Um. 
so yeah, we, we we all got the ten points on this on this one, and um, I'll start it off with a start, and then I'll show up so you guys can talk. Uh-huh. The Titans became the first team in NFL history to have a quarterback who threw for three hundred and fifty yards or more, and a running back who rushed for two hundred yards or more in the same game. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, Derek Henry was it was everywhere. Wasn't he? It was that ninety-four yard touchdown, whatever it was. It was you know it was a beast all game. But I think. I would talk about Henry. Is he the uh, first running back in NFL history to have a 200-yard rushing game in three consecutive seasons? It's not bad, though, is it? He is a freak of nature, though, isn't he? He is. I mean, he is is twice the size of every player. When he gets past that first line, it's over. If he gets past the first line, it's done. Because your linebackers aren't bringing him down. Like, so it's it's either either you're... You either get him from the line or that's it, you're done. Yeah. And but, he's scoring, he was kicking players off him like it was nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's got the speed to outrun a DB, never mind a linebacker. And yeah. then a DB isn't going to be able to bring him down yeah. unless they tackle him properly. And you don't see many, many people tackle properly. Who was it in the Jags who was hanging off him? And he just got pied <laughs> in the face. Half, half, a, half a team, probably. I mean, yeah. and, then, and then last week, Josh Norman got absolutely frisbeed across the floor. Get, he got ruined, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. No, what do you think about Deshaun Watson in this, Ari? Did you think that he played well enough to yeah. prove yeah. himself as a, as a top quarterback in the league? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a bit of a it was a bit of a bad bad week for my opinions, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm quite happy to say when I'm wrong. But Deshaun Watson, you can have these games where you can perform this well. I don't. I still, you know, I'd like to see a bit more from him. But like, I think the offense in general is a worry. It is really a worry. I think I think they were lucky. I think. The Titans defense switched off at times, and they were caught like caught napping, and caught bit complacent. They, you know, they had it. They had a, a quite a comfortable game on their hands at one yeah. point, and then the Texans just decided to turn. Yeah, on. he has got a bad defense to work with as well, though. So the Texans do have the worst. Even before this game, I'm pretty sure they had the worst rushing defense in the league. So it was always going to be a tough game, and I think Romeo Cornell showed the lack of. Faith in the defense by going for two at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, obviously, just trying to win the game there and then. He, he must have known that the Titans would just come back and score. Um, so, I know he got a, li- a lot of shit for that. But I'd say when Watson's two. the best player on the team. What, sorry? He didn't go for two. He did? They went for two at the end? Romeo Cannell, I'm, I'm pretty sure he went for one and they went for overtime. No, they went for two. Romeo yeah. Cannell's on the Texans. He's the interim yeah. head coach. Yeah. So he went for two, which would have uh, put them up two scores. Sorry, yeah, they did, yeah, and then yeah, and then the Titans so that, that, and the, and the, the Titans came back. But I don't know if you guys saw it or have heard about it since. But did you see Vrabel deliberately just, take a penalty? I was just going to say this. Go like, on, Scott. You explain it. I've talked too much so far. <laughs> yeah, you probably have to. Is Mike Vrabel like going to be the new Belichick now? Because think so. Every sing, every single season now we're like. It didn't play off game last year. It was uh, was it against Patriots. When Did it against about Patriots? Three yeah. penalties in a row. Took, took three penalties in a row on a pun. Yeah. And wasted about in a half a clock. It did the exact opposite this time. So was it second second and one? Texas yeah. Had, so it was second and one. He took he put, deliberately put twelve men on the field. Yeah. So that stopped the clock. Moved the Texans into a first and goal situation. So it meant that it would take them fewer plays to score a touchdown because obviously he. He had no faith his defense would stop them again. Um, 
so it would take less time off the clock, leaving his own offense even more time to then go down the field and score, which is exactly what they did as they scored a touchdown with four seconds left. So this guy is just on another level. Fair play. He's, he's, fair play. He's the only guy in the rule book, isn't he? <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. You, know, you know, every single week we discuss another head coach's like intelligence in the game and, and applying different little new things. And it's a good sign that we're not just talking about the one head coach like Belichick. We're not talking about the one like head coach like Andy Reid. There's, there's more, what do you call it? Initiative. What do you call it, Tom? What's the word? You're smart. Intuitive. Innovative. Initiative. Innovative. That's the one. Like, um, like, <laughs> And innovative uh, head coaches who who aren't scared to try these new things that may that may backfire. I mean, it could have backfired massively that, but he he, he took the risk and it paid off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took the risk and give him a first down. Give him a first down for free. I mean, how many coaches would do that? Yeah, give, I don't give, think give many at all would do that. I think you know what you know what my worry is about the Texans as well. Like, so the Sean Watson hasn't had a running game for a while. Like for a long, I don't think he's ever had one like a real running game. No, he hasn't really. And the, and David Johnson is not looking strong at all. Like they were giving him chances on the goal line, and he was just running straight into the pack. Like it ju- I just think sometimes, yeah, that's what the play might be. The play might be just an eye formation go forward, but you have to be able to see holes as a as a running back. You you can't just hope that the the line will push the D line and back far enough that you can just carry across the line. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I think sometimes he lacks that imagination. He just runs straight ahead. So, yeah, criminal trade, wasn't it? Criminal. Yeah, I agree. Right, we'll move on because although although the Texans did put up a fight, then what are they now? One and five. Yeah, yeah. They don't the season out there, really. To be honest, do you think my prediction of four and twelve might come in? It's looking I mean, I, more well, likely. It might do, yeah, to be fair. I got battered. It's more likely than your Steelers prediction of 4 and 12. Uh, I, I might have to do it. By the way, I might have to have a public apology to Steelers fans <laughs> on my Instagram because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. They're going to hate me. <laughs> well, right, we'll move on. Tom, what's the next game, mate? Speaking of the Steelers, it was the Browns at Steelers. Okay. Uh, now, this what didn't go so well for you, Ari. Yeah. So you took you took up the loss on this one. Me and Scott both got this one right. Although it was very different to how we expected, especially my prediction. I thought it was going to be a one-point game. Yeah. But I was very, very, very wrong with that. <laughs> um, I'm quite happy to be because I, I think that Steelers defense is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I just had too much faith in the, running, in the Browns running game. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that Steelers defense, absolutely ter- ter- terrorizing. Um, we said that that would be a good matchup with the Browns O-line and the Steelers D-line. But Mayfield was pressured on pretty much half of his dropbacks. He was hit 13 times, yeah. sacked five times. And then, like, did, I think I heard that he had broken ribs or something like that before the game. I think he had a cracked rib. Yeah, so after the game, I don't even know what sort of situation his ribs are going to be in. They took him out, didn't they? Probably just as well, really. Otherwise, he ended up with a punctured lung. Honestly. But, um... It, it, that old line has been very, very strong this season so far. Mm. And then they were missing um, one, of the, one of the players. Wyatt Teller. Wyatt Teller. There you go, Tom. Remember from last week? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but other than that, the O line was still the same O line. Like, you know, Conklin was there, the rookie was there still. And they, they, they looked 
like the completely different O line because the Steelers' defense was that good. It wasn't that they were bad. The Steelers' defense is just that good. It's so dominant, isn't it? Like Bud Dupree playing yeah. just as well as TJ Watt, but TJ Watt gets all the attention because because he's a Watt member yeah. of the Watt family. <laughs> and then Cam Hayward in the middle as well. He's he's another absolute beast. Like it's unfair what they have. Yeah. I, the the biggest thing though, it's like we said before. It's, for Browns, they need. I think they need a new quarterback now. Actually, I'd bail on Mayfield. I I honestly would. What he's? I think he's actually ranks. It's either last or second to last under pressure in the NFL. It's yeah, I mean, which is, I think he's very he's very bad under pressure, and that's when your quarterback's supposed to be. You know, anyone can play with a, quick, a clean pocket, can't they? Anyone can throw it. I think you can still give him more time. What well, this is what his third third season. Like, I I still think you need. For sure. This is first season, but I mean, if it, all right, he, bro- he broke a touchdown record as a rookie, didn't he? And that's kind of what he's living off now. But basically, because he's, he's just, every game he throws an awful pick. And yeah, well, I mean, he, he, he has dropped interceptions as well every week. Like, there's always yeah, two or three really bad passes a game, but it can still take some quarterbacks some time to settle in. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think he can still get more time. He's not Stefanski's man. So if at the end of the season Stefanski doesn't like him, he can try and move on. I think the problem is that that'd be too mediocre to be any position to get a decent quarterback in the draft. I just don't think I don't think the Browns are a team that'll be like focusing everything around a quarterback. You've seen that he's quite happy just to run the ball down the neck. So his need for a, a top quality quarterback probably isn't on a like Top of his shopping list. So if he can just try and coach the errors out of Baker Mayfield, might be a bit better. Yeah, that's probably true. And to be fair, when it comes to paying him, they just won't pay. They just won't pay him as much, will they? And if he's uh, yeah. if he asks for too much money, they'll move on. Move on this yeah. is what I mean. He can't. Like, what has he got? Another year and a half left in his rookie contract. You can't be asking for a lot of yeah. money because, first of all, in the free in the free market, he probably isn't going to get a team. And if he carries on doing what he's doing now, and he isn't going to be demanding like mega bucks because so far he hasn't proven what he can do. Yeah. So realistically, I think it's a bit harsh that say he's not good under pressure because put any quarterback with it behind that Browns O line last season and they wouldn't have been that good. That was yeah. It was like it was like like paper. They just break like tracing paper, just break through them. It's a joke. <laughs> Whereas like th- this year. You've seen that he has been better. Maybe not perfect, but he has been better so far this year. Okay, the Steelers and the, and the Ravens, you can't judge. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't judge Rodgers if he'd had a bad game against the Steelers or the Ravens. Like that, that They're both incredible defences. But they, you went against the uh, Colts defence and didn't look bad at all. So you've got to you know, pick your battles with Baker Mayfield. He isn't going to be a world beater, but he may just be a good quarterback. Yeah. I feel like he's always probably. I think he might just be like the new middle of the road quarterback, yeah. or yeah. The, the next ultimate the, the median quarterback potentially. Yeah, the new Derek Carr. Yeah. Oh, let's not start. <laughs> that. Let's not start that. All right. One, one, one final thing on 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 this game. I don't know if you guys heard it. I enjoyed the uh, the radio call from the local like Steelers station on the yeah. uh, Minkers interception. Oh yeah. Where yeah. they said people have been asking where Minka Fitzpatrick is this season, or Baker Mayfield just found him. I enjoyed that one. That was good. Very, good. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I do love. I love that kind of thing. And it was because uh, it wasn't even like he prepared it. It's off the tongue. It yeah. was like great. Professional. Yeah. Very good. 
Well, I don't think I don't think that's the, the true story for the Browns for the rest of the season. I think they can pick up and carry on going from where they left off before that. I think you are gonna you are gonna face defenses like that. Like so far the Bucks are looking like that kind of defense, the Steelers, the Ravens, those kind of defenses where you know, your game plan, if it doesn't work straight off and you and you come out to a bit of a loss, you, it's not that you can go and chase the game and pick it up. You know, if you if you go down a, a score or two to the Steelers, that's it. They, you're fucked. The, the offense can manage it out manage it out. You're not gonna be able to go and chase the game and beat them on coverage. So it's it's not like it's not like Baker Mayfield oh, didn't do what every quarterback could do. He just didn't do what probably most people couldn't do. Yeah. Move on, Thomas. Moving on. The next game, another NF, uh, NFC North, another AFC North team here, the Ravens at the Eagles. So it was good to see Eagle, fan, Eagle fans back in the stadium and then, well, yep. booing the quarterback and uh, also, <laughs> having, also having fights. So it was good to see that they yeah. ignored social distancing and uh, started brawls, which yeah. is good, good to see. Um, yeah. that, that usually happens though when, when like, one person is booing and the other person is like, why are you booing him? And they, <laughs> they just start fighting. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, we all predicted the Ravens on this one. So we all, all got this one right. None of us got the correct score. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, if you saw the first half of offense for the Eagles, but I'll just read out their possessions. So <laughs> minus 13 yards, punt. 11 yards, punt. Four yards, punt. Three yards, fumble lost. Minus two yards, punt. At this point, they're down 17 nothing. Minus 10 yards, punt. 75 <laughs> yards. They move the offense. They go down the field, turn over on downs. Amazing. And then the final one of the of the first half, 26 yards, missed field goal. You know what's what actually amazing? Reading that, is. reading that all out, you like you read the missed field goal and turn over on downs. If they'd have kicked a field goal in either of those possessions, they'd have won the game. Yeah. <laughs> they, actually, they actually came back and lost by two points. I know. It was a mad game. Like, like, I think we've said how with Wentz, he doesn't give up, does he? Like You have to give him credit for being able to come back, but he's got absolutely nothing to work with. Like When you look at who they had left by the end of the game, the only starters on that offense from the beginning of the season were Wentz himself and Kelsey. Because yeah. the rest of the team was either already injured or got injured in the game, like Miles Sanders. So there's nothing to work with. Worrying that, you know, I had the Ravens defense uh, in the fantasy, and I was like, "This is amazing! This is amazing!" And I'm on like a 30 pointer on the defense. This is incredible. And then I just slowly watched the Eagles destroy my week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing? This is a disgrace." Yeah, I know. It was. I mean, it was nice to see Lamar Jackson run the ball after. Last couple of weeks, I had said, what the hell's going on with Lamar Jackson? Why can't he run? But, I mean, apart from Jackson, there wasn't much else. Like, Dobbins was only giving it 3.1 yards per attempt because Edwards was a, a mighty 1.9 yards per attempt. Yeah. So, it's yeah. not the greatest. But, um, I mean, I feel bad for Carson Wentz because he's got to be watching the Vikings and seeing Justin Jefferson tear the second it, like secondaries up. And yeah. then he's got Jalen Rager who can't get on the pitch, can't get on the field. He's it, it's a bit, I wonder what's going to happen with that with the uh, the playoffs though, because it's going to be let's be honest, Eagles or Cowboys are going to get in. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. What, what record are they going to have? When it's, it gets to... it's like a bye week. The, you know, the, the NFL tried to make only one bye week in the playoffs, and the yeah. Eagles and yeah. Cowboys have said, "Hold my beer." 
<laughs> I mean, the great thing is they're due to play each other in a couple of weeks, aren't they? On yeah. Sunday night football or Monday night, whichever one it is. So the NFL yeah. could choose to flex out of that game because they can flex the TV schedule by that point. But they won't because it'll be like they'll be going for the division win. And yeah. it's the NFC East, so the NFL loves it. But it's not going to be a particularly fun game, that one. It will be. It will be. That'll be a high-scoring game, that. You reckon? Well, it, yeah, it probably is. Cause, yeah, it probably will be. I mean, the funny thing is, though, like, it gets to the playoffs. One of those teams will have a home playoff game. Not even to be in the playoffs. I know. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like if you get if you get to the playoffs, there's either a 500 team or sub-500 if you manage to get it 7-9 somehow. You should lose your home game. You like, should do if it. you can't get in with a winning record, you should lose your home game in the playoffs. Well, I think. was it last? I think was it last team oh, that uh, last team was seven oh, well. and nine and getting the playoffs? Was it Seahawks? When Seahawks when they went to the Super Bowl, Bowl, wasn't it? Like two thousand five, Sean Alexander. Was it like? Uh, I thought it was the. I thought it was the Beast Mode, Beastquake game. I thought it was seven and nine. Was that seven and nine as well? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Seahawks speciality in underachieving. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. this year, are they? Look at this year. I mean, they, I don't know, but it's seen that they underachieved until Ari decided to support them, and then it seems to have been uh, all up hill since then. So I know, yeah. Well, like I was maybe, like, maybe Ari's, yeah, the magic, the magic yeah. man. No, I don't think that's. A, I think I support everything, mate. That's true. That's true. <laughs> right then. Should okay. we move on to the next one? We'll move on, Tom. Go on, move on. All right, Bears at Panthers. Um, this one didn't go well for me and Scott. We both picked, well, sorry, for yeah. me and Ari. Sorry, Scott, uh, yeah. I apologise for that. Me and Every Ari both week. picked the Panthers, um, and Scott got the Bears, so Scott got the 10 points on this one. But fun fact, we were all one point off the Bears score. So they scored. They got 23 points. I went with 21, and you guys both went with 24 points. So Some bad maths there, Tom, if you were one point off. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no, I went with 22. What did I say? 21. Oh, uh, sorry, I just can't read. I can do oh, maths, okay. just can't read. Um, oh, so, yeah, I didn't spend too much time looking at this game, to be honest. I think the only thing that I've realised is that I was saying that the Bears, I mean, the Bears have already got more wins than I said at the start of the season. Um, yeah, the offence is as shit as I thought it would be. It's the defence which is doing it, and I think I underestimated just how good they would be. I think you can put them in the top five of the league at the moment. Those, yeah, their two right. linebackers, Roquan Smith and Trevathan, they're all over the field. Do you not think that there's only so much luck you can ride on? Oh, and yeah, right they're now, very lucky. Right now, they're riding that luck with the offense. Yeah. I personally think that that'll run out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then we'll really see how that defense can take the load because they're going to be relied on. Like you saw, um, where was it? Was it? The, yeah, the Bills' defense against the Chiefs last night. Mm. They must have been absolutely knackered because they were on the field all game. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen to the Bears. They're going to be on the field all game because pretty soon teams are going to suss out that Nick Foles really hasn't got that much of an imagination. He is like your proper high school quarterback. Hasn't like developed any more skills since then. I just think he's just, it's going to be quite easy to just out what's happening and yeah I'm, I'm not I'm just and I look at that Bears offense yeah I just think Ugh. I hope so but I mean the worrying thing for me is they might end up in the playoffs because if they they've already got five wins if they win four more they'll get to nine and seven so yeah. 
they, they, they could easily get into the playoffs, which will be disappointing to if watch. They, I, don't, I don't want to watch the Bears. And... Probably will, though, because if you think about it, they're in there with uh, the Packers, Vikings, and the Lions. Yeah, so, I mean, the so, Packers will probably Packers, still win that division. Yeah, they've got a fairly yeah. good chance of being like a, a strong second. Yeah, I think they'll end up sneaking in. It's just disappointing. Yeah, if they do, I think some you know people like Khalil Mack's probably going to be in defensive player of the year conversation. Yeah, he's suddenly started to turn up, turn up on him. I mean, he destroyed books last week, didn't he? And he just did. Ruined Tristan Wirth's whole rookie season with that one play. Yeah, and embarrassed uh, him. He's, he got another sack. He got another two tackles for loss. I think like he's he's uh, he's top class. Really good player. It was the first week we saw Teddy Bridgewater look a bit, oh, God, that's, that's not good. Yeah, he didn't look very comfortable, did he? No, he's looked like quite a, a steady Eddie quarterback. You know, middle of the road, does his job, but doesn't do anything really. Much. Steady Eddie Teddy. Steady Teddy. Steady Teddy. Yeah, uh, but other than, but this week he looked a bit on edge. He wasn't comfortable in that pocket at all. He wasn't getting any time. You know, his passes are rushed. It, yeah, it didn't look very comfortable at all, did it? It did not. All right, then. Chiefs-Bills, last game. Chiefs-Bills. All right, so we all got this one right. We did all predict the Chiefs would win. So, muzzled off to all of us. Who picked this game? I think it might be me. What did we say about Sunday games only, Scott? You have to ruin it with a Monday game. Hey, I mean, it was, it was the shit. End of the world. It was a good game. Let's be honest. <laughs> So far in one teams. But yeah, oh, I mean, to be fair, Bills are, Bills are struggling now, aren't they? Yeah. The last couple of weeks. They, can't, they, can't they are. I mean, this was total domination, wasn't it? Like Chiefs, 466 total yards versus 206 of the Bills. 245 rushing yards. So more than the total yards of the Bills. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I mean, I feel like any time a team gets over 200 rushing yards, it's just a bit embarrassing, a bit emasculating. I'm just saying this like I could do any better if I went onto that Bills defense, I would get ruined and put into a coma. Um, <laughs> but you know, 38 minutes of possession. You meant you said it earlier, Harry. That Bills defense would just been gassed. Yeah, you saw it. They got um, they, they. I think Shadavius White stopped. I don't know who it was. I think it was Marcus Robinson on the on going towards the edge, and the Marcus Robinson ran out like he wasn't meant to, but he, but he ran out of play. You know, he was meant to just carry on, staying in play to run the clock down. And you saw Javier White's face, like, ah, like, yeah. <laughs> stop. Like, it, it was crazy because, playing. obviously, it, the weather was terrible. So that, that already puts the game in, like, a, it's, it's much harder to play for everyone's side. And it, it looked like Clyde edwards alaire had, like, butter all over him. Because nobody... He's shifty, could, wasn't he? It was a joke. He's shifty. That, he, that, that, um, that running lane that he found, that, yeah. that running, I mean, don't, I'll rephrase that. You didn't find it because it was like gapingly open on the right hand <laughs> side. Like that, they said, "Oh, look at that running lane. That's not a lane. That's a canyon. That is a running canyon." Like <laughs> honestly, anyone, me, us three, could yeah. run through that. <laughs> but I mean, he was making people miss as well. Like some of his jukes that he was pulling out, like breaking ankles, embarrassing some of the defenders. But great. I mean, that Bills run defense. It's, it seems to be getting worse each week. Like it's the eighth worst in the league now. Yeah. It's just way softer than I think anyone could have expected coming into the year. Yeah. Well, do I you agree. think even after Joel, Josh Allen hype, I mean, they're only one win ahead at Dolphins now. If two are players yeah. like Herbert, if two is anything like Herbert's played and just falls out, the Dolphins win that division. The, the mad thing with the Dolphins is 
the the games that they've lost have been pretty close, haven't they? Like yeah, they could have been the Seahawks. Like they they Is could it, easily have they could be unbeaten. That wasn't, but that oh, was deep. That was Fitz. Like Fitz was giving them chances. Yeah, he was. That defense is pretty good as well. They've got good, good yeah. cornerbacks. They've even got a pass rush as well. And the first yeah, one, yeah. I didn't think having this many moving pieces going into a season with a little prep would be a, a good thing. But they've managed to make it work. Brian Flores has made it all click, which is great to see. Because obviously they are a new younger team, and it is good to see them actually succeed. But what yeah. what I don't, uh, I'm gonna keep going back and forth here. But like. Fitz is on a run, don't ruin it. Like, I'm not a big Fitz fan. Like, I'm not a big... No, like, I know. Fitz is on a run. Like, when, when, when that roller coaster's going, you can't get off. You've got to keep yeah, on riding yeah, that Fitz coaster. Correct you, only get off, you only get off when it crashes. Yes, correct. Yeah. Right when, then. Yeah. Should we move, move on to our plays of the week and all that no, sort of stuff? You, before you do, I am not giving up on the Bills yet. I know Scott just said then that the Dolphins might win the division. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on them, but you know, it's... No. It's there for Dolphins to catch them if they want, if they can. You know, it's not, it's not a million miles away. I think the Bills might still pull away. They'll still win it. I still think Bills will win the division. Right, Jens, we will, we'll do our players of the week. So, I mean, I think there's only one player of the week, but I suppose it depends how you see it. But Tom's might go Same. with. I might go with Jamel Dean, might he? Hey, I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted. I was either going to go with him or Levante David, but I thought that'd be a bit too much. I'd already spoken about 10 minutes. I mean, I've basically given them a player of the week already from what I've said. Um, I'm going with a different person instead. I know I have a feeling who you guys will go for. Um, he was my bus last week, but this week he's my player of the week. It's Old Man Rivers. Oh, Shocker Rivers. of the first half. 371 yards, three touchdowns. He brought that team back. He did. Well, to be fair, he did. Yeah, he did. But it's his best game of the season. What? It's his best game of the season so far. Yeah, but that's because the rest of them were shit. I mean, maybe not shit. He had like one shit game. Mm. He had other games in which he played efficiently. I mean, he was the issue on that team for the first three games. Yeah, he was. You know, that game though, it was the first It, it was the uh, first time ever, I think, in NFL history that we've had six games in a row, six weeks in a row where a team's come back from 17 points. Yeah. So that was the game. That was the game this week. I know the Bengals can't win a game, can they? Like I don't think they know how to cling on to a victory. Yeah, it's worrying. Have you seen now AJ Green and John Ross both want a trade? Well, AJ Green caught some balls, didn't he, this week? I was amazed. And then dropped one, like a crucial catch. Did he? Yeah. Who's going to want John Ross? I know, know, yeah. You can't even get a game for the Bengals and he's trying to get traded. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. Right, I'm I'm going to take mine and Scott. I'm going to guess both Scott went with me, but I've got Derek Henry. You can't yeah. you can't yeah. go three seasons in a row with 200 yard game and a 94 yard touchdown and not get Player of the Week. Sorry, Tom, but whatever you say, you're wrong. You can stick rivers up your ass, but Derek Henry. I'd rather stick rivers up my ass than be up that Dak Prescotts. Oh. God, he's mentioned that. We, we've mentioned it. We've mentioned it. Mentioned it. I know. I, said, I was one that said I didn't want to talk <laughs> about it as well. Let's move on to play of the week before we end up talking about it. Do bust first. Do bust first. Do bust. All right. Okay. Apologies, Harry. You, Tom always breaks the rules and goes with a team, and then Scott followed him with a team last week. So, who are your right. bust? Go on, Scott. Go on. All right. Mine, mine's Cam Newton. And it mm. pissed me off a little bit because I put him in fantasy and he absolutely, I mean, he didn't do that badly, but. In fantasy, but he just he got a rushing. He was the leading fantasy scorer from that game. 
he was, but that's not saying much when Broncos only scored field goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Surely well, Brandon McManus was the highest point scoring fan, I think player. Brandon, I think, yeah, it probably was. But how do how are Patriots lose a game at home to the Broncos when the Broncos only score field goals? Mm. Drew is... Locke tried to throw the game away as well. Literally tried to throw the game away. Yeah. That, that, was, that was shit game all around. Go on, Tom. Who have you gone with? I've gone for a coach this time, not a team, Harry. I've gone for a riverboat, Ron. Now, I know I gave some credit to Romeo Canal for going, it for, for going for the two-point conversion, but I think it's all about what is your best option? What's your best unit on your team? For the Washington team, it's their defense. Why would you not kick the extra point? Tie the game. Get on purpose. And then just let your defense ruin Danny Dimes. No, he did it on. Do you think he wanted to win that game? The whole reason why he put Kyle Allen into the team, as what he had said to the media, was that the division is up for grabs. Yeah. So they put Kyle Allen in. He's doing these things on purpose, Tom. He's saying Maybe he is. Media. He's saying things like, I'm trying to instill a winning mentality. I'm trying to go for the wins. So it looks like he's trying to win and he's not tanking. Reality was, he knew the chances of making that two, two point conversion was slim to none. And he went, and in the went, I'm going to lose this game. I'm going to go and, I'm going to go and draft Trevor. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to see tanking. Like, no one wants to see people tanking because then players can go out there and get injured for a team that's basically just got no respect to the players themselves. Yeah, but, he, you know, he hasn't got respect for the quarterbacks because they're both shite. Well, they are, but still. Should, like, yeah, he should be playing Alex Smith, shouldn't he? That'd just put Alex Smith in. I don't know, you know, I can't breathe. Alex Smith. Yeah, I'd get too anxious. I'm just holding my breath the whole time. Yeah, that, that O-line's shocking. If they had, like, great O-line, then maybe, but yeah. it's, it's too bad. Mine's a quarterback that I know Scott goes on about garbage time quite a lot, but this was the ultimate garbage time. Is it like, Kirk? Kirk Cousins was absolute <laughs> shite all game yeah. and then comes up, like, 350 yards and three touchdowns. Where the hell Tried to bench been? himself as well after the game, didn't he? If I keep throwing interceptions, you know, I'm not going to finish the season as a starter. Like, does he yeah. want to play or not? Yeah, don't, say that, mate. Don't, don't give your coaches even more reason to fuck you off. Like, they already, they're already getting pressured by all the fans to swear of you. Don't give them more reason to. Like, you should, uh, three interceptions. I think it's his fifth game or something like that in his career with three interceptions. And that two doesn't surprise me. It's like. Yeah, he's, he, he's exactly. He's exactly like you said. He, he's my definition of a garbage time quarterback. That's what I think of. He's Kirk, Kirk Cousins. He's just he's crap. Yeah, he's crap. So I'm gonna start us off with a play of the week. So last week, and even during the game, Scott was like, "Danny Dimes is shit," and I agree. Danny Dimes is shit. I know where you going? That one play when he faked handing it off the running back. Even the cameraman and everybody was <laughs> plowed by the defensive line. And Danny Dimes was 60 yards on the field. It was a fair play to the guy. And you know what? He wasn't slow either. He had wheels on him. He ran for a Give it all. And he was, he was down there. Fair play to him. That's a great play, I think. It's the best play he's ever made in his career, probably. Yeah, that's why I gave it to him. There were definitely <laughs> good plays. There were good plays around the league this week. But that was just like... he made The way the, the, way the cameraman was still on the running back getting battered by this defensive line. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a catch-up with Danny Dimes. 
Uh, yeah, that that no, fair enough. That's quality. But I've uh, I'm you know I'm licking his ass too much this week. But Derek Henry with his 94 yard touchdown. I love how that's like he's got a 94 yard touchdown and it's not his longest run. Yeah, he had a 99 yard. That was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, he's still a ridiculous yeah. player, isn't he? But yeah, that's my, that, that's my player week. Just loved it. Yeah, very good. I'm going for a homer pick. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'm going with that pick six from Jamal Dean. Uh, completely changed the game. So good. that's my my pick. I'd honestly say that he won them the game. I think so. It kickstarted everything, basically. Yeah. Uh, the game was completely different after that. Yeah. He, he, honestly, I was a bit worried, but I was thinking, Same. yeah, they won't get battered here, but like the Packers, they get out to a lead, they'll just control the game. Yeah. But then that just changed it all. I think that, that, that got into Roger's head. That much that he yeah. was like, you could see him visibly frustrated. Yeah, I know. I think um, isn't back back to Ari gone for the season now as well. So yeah. even when he was playing, the the uh, D line for Tampa was all all over him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's going to be a struggle. I think. I agree. I think it was a good pick, Tom. Go, I'll let I'll let you off with the homer. It's a good pick, mate. Thanks, Harry. Appreciate I, that. I think we're all going the same game of the week. I know Tom desperately wants to go with Tampa, but. Sure. No, no, there was it wasn't an wasn't an even game. You can't can't go for a game in which both backups are in there by six minutes to go. I think I think it has to be Tennessee and Houston. It, it does, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everything really. Yeah. Including Ravens Yeah. It was. Exciting game. Very exciting game. You could argue that the uh, Ravens Eagles could be up there too, but um Tennessee and Houston was a bit more of a, a competition, I'd say. Rather than it, just it was one, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good game. Good game. I think, by the way, sorry. Just I know we mentioned the Giants briefly then with uh, your play of the week there, Ari. So I just want to say, I don't really think that they should necessarily celebrate that win because I think Riverboat Ron did fuck fuck it up at the end. Um, but also, like Danny Dimes is that lead in Russia. Like the the running game is non-existent. So who the fuck is Joe Judge to celebrate a victory? When yeah. he's basically been handed it, <laughs> handed it to him on the plate. Yeah, who the fuck is Joe Judge? Outrageous. Yeah, he's a joke. I, I, I honestly, I am not buying into Joe Judge at all this year. I, I didn't buy into him before the season. I thought it was an absolute bonkers appointment when there's other coaches in the league that have uh, that uh, that place, like like coaches like Eric Bieniemy, you know, uh, Salah. Um, there's quite a few. Who's the um, the Titans offensive coordinator now? Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, yeah, even him. He won't, he won't Son of the get... guy who founded FedEx. Is he? Yeah. yeah. You won't ever get a job in. <laughs> what a boring name. I know. It is yeah. a boring name, isn't it? I think that's why yeah. no one knows who he is. But yeah. I think we, we, we yeah. said it at the start of the year that like, if they could carry on what they did in the second half of last season, from yeah. when, well, basically from when Tannehill turned up, then he's got every chance to... Um, to be a head coach now. I mean, these, these boys must be looking around going, we're still smashing it for our teams. And there's a, there's a man called Joe Judge who looks like a homeless fella on the side uh, of the yeah. field. I mean, the the one thing you can say, though, that the Giants' defence is getting better each week. Like, it is, yeah. Probably isn't down to him, though. No. Don't even know who the D coordinator is, either. I don't know any of any coaches are at Giants. Like you were saying... Jason Garrett. He didn't buy it. Yeah, he's, he's shit. He's worse than Joe Judge. I mean, yes. Jason Garrett. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> he said you can't buy into him at the start of the season, Harry. I don't think you can buy into somebody you never heard of. Like, 
This is what, yeah. I've driven by I'm trying to post news on our Instagram page, like, oh, this has happened, this has happened. Like, oh, uh, the, the Giants have put in Joe Judge. Like, what? Judge. <laughs> 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 I was like, I do. The Patriots special team coordinator. I know. It was mad. I mean, he runs about five plays a game this decade, and now he's got a, a head coach. Yeah. I think, should we stay in the NFCs for a little bit? Um, I've got another, um, what I were going to have as a weekly start now to remind oh. everyone just how bad the NFC East is. So, the Eagles have the best point differential in, in the division. Can you guess what the point differential is? It'll be like minus seven, eight? Nope, nope. Go on, Ari, what do you think? Is it worse than that? Yes, considerably. Yeah. Oh, minus 17. Worse. Oh, my God. How much work? They've drawn a game. It's There's... minus 37. The Cowboys have the next best one at minus 45. The Giants are at minus 51. And Washington, who we all thought at the start of the year might have the best defense, is at minus 54. How is the Cowboys minus 40-odd? Because they've been Is blown out in a couple of weeks, and like in the, the like they just lost by twenty eight points, and the game just gone. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So that basically doubles way, how bad it is. I know we we are not discussing the Cowboys, but yeah, fair play, fuck Dalton and fuck whatever the offense is. But Van der Esch came back in, didn't he, and made absolutely zero difference at all. The Cardinals were just an exciting team to watch. All right, I just want to mention how bad the New York Jets are. So obviously they've not fired Adam Gase yet, which is a bit of an outrage and quite disrespectful to, well, everyone really in the, in the world. So Not in the it. game of the weekend, it's ridiculous. The game of the weekend, the Jets ran 13 more plays than the Dolphins, led in the time of possession, won the turnover battle, um, kept the Dolphins to only converting one third down, and the Jets lost the game by 24 points. Wait, no, no, didn't nailed. They got nailed as well. That's true. Yeah, they did. They got nailed. I should have meant. I should have. That, that should have been the headline. Yeah. Like, oh, how can you be that bad? Like, oh, Derek Henry had one more yard of offense than the entire Jets team. He had 264 <laughs> yards, and the Jets had 263. That's now, some of that because Joe Flacco took a 28-yard sack or whatever. But still, how does that happen? By the way, on the on the on the the theme of the Jets fucking things up. I know we were discussing whether we thought Le'Veon Bell would be going anywhere, and I got it right, said the, the Chiefs. Um, big up to you. Big yeah. up to me being an absolute idiot. But I think you're going to see Le'Veon Bell in the Chiefs' offense, and I think it's so much less pressure because he isn't going to be expected to run the whole offense on his own. Yeah. I'm actually quite excited to see him like back to Le'Veon Bell. Like, he isn't going to be used as that bell car back, so it isn't going to be like, Grinding out three yard runs, it's going to be like you know, in the like in the passing game and stuff like that. So it's going to be quite exciting to see. Yeah. I think it's quite risky, though, isn't it? Because if he uh, if he absolutely shits the bed again, then yeah, then he's done. No, then he's done. Like if he can't make yeah. it in a huge offense, then no one's going to take a chance. That's true. That's point. But I guess he's yeah. earned a lot of money now, hasn't he? So he probably cares a bit less yeah. about that. Says well, he wants well, to go and win. On another yeah. note, Adam Gates, by the way, this guy must have won the lottery. So. No one knows how the fuck he's still in a job. Like yeah. he, he did well with a Hall of Fame quarterback, who me and you could have coached well by just telling him to just keep doing what you've done all your yeah. career. Yeah. So realistically, he did nothing special. 
Well, do you want to uh, hear his last five years? Go on. I, we, so, I, as 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 coach, so he's an offensive guru, isn't he? That that's what he is. He is a guru, well, apparently. <laughs> so, this is from 2015. Since 2015, these are where his offenses have finished in total yards. So, 2015 with the Bears, the 21st best offense in the league. That's that. That's not great. That's almost bottom ten. So, twenty sixteen, he takes over as the Dolphins' head coach with the twenty fourth best offense. Twenty seventeen, still at the Dolphins, the twenty fifth best offense. Twenty eighteen, his final year at, at the Dolphins, thirty first best offense. Last year, <laughs> his first year with the Jets, a team who hired him from the same division, which is outrageous. They've seen him yeah, twice yeah. twice a year for the last three years. Last year. They were the thirty-second uh, ranked offense. Ah. Like, how on earth is this yeah. guy still a head coach? It's insane. Like, what are they this year they so fired, far? Uh, to be fair, I've not got that, but I imagine that they, they are they last. They, they have to be last. Yeah, they'll certainly be last in points scored, probably. But yeah, because they've, um, had a, they've had a game on nil, so they, they definitely it's are ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, they you know the, the Jets fired Todd Bowles, who, like you said, Scott might still be in. Still have a head coaching job if it wasn't if it was anywhere else, but Todd Bowles is absolutely lighting it up down in Tampa. Todd um, Bowles was heads and heads and shoulders above Adam Gase. Absolutely, if, if and Bowles and they brought Gase in. Like it makes no yeah. sense. Like since Gase took over, the Jets have had thirty-eight quarters in which they haven't scored a single point. No other what? team has got more than that. They've had thirty-eight <laughs> quarters in which they've been they've been shut out and scored no points. That is that. At the Jets, that's since he took over the Jets. Yeah, how many? He's only been in charge at Jets for twenty-two games. Yeah, so Do some quick maths. More than, more than, that's like eight. Than that's like eight full games. He hasn't scored a point. That's nearly half his games. Yeah, it's nearly half <laughs> his games. <laughs> so he's been a head coach for eighty-eight quarters as the, uh, the Jets head coach for eighty-eight quarters. They've not scored points in thirty-eight of them. Jesus Christ, that's awful. It's ridiculous. God. And like Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, everyone's saying that they're tanking. Nah. Um, if you're Trevor Lawrence, yeah, you stay, you stay in I college. would pull, no, I mean, no, I'd come out, I wouldn't stay in college. But you'd pull a John Elway and an Eli Manning and re- refuse to sign and just I, get traded. There's absolutely no team. way that any. They actually just refuse to sign. They yeah. can do, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I did see a brilliant meme earlier that like it would. Trevor Lawrence, it was a picture of Joey from Friends looking right smug when it says Jets finish 0-16 and, yeah. and Lawrence stays in college. And it's, Joey, <laughs> it's, Joey, it's Joey in the next scene like shitting himself when it says Jets finish 0-16 in 2021 as well and still get the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll pick him again. <laughs> like, yeah. They'll just pick him again. No, but they're, they're, they are outrageously bad. Well, I said, I said 0-9, didn't I? I said the first win would be yeah. going against the Dolphins in week uh, 11 after the bye week. Obviously, oh, the no. bye weeks changed around, didn't they? So, Dolphins changed with the Chargers this week. And I was like, oh, okay, the Dolphins are on a high. It's a good time to be here. But this was the only week I was thinking the Jets could sneak like a dodgy win here. Yeah, that's, nope. the, only, that's the only win I gave them. Yeah, they are, they are terrible. Yeah, they could... They will go 0 and 16, you know. I think so. Well, like so. you say about you say about Gase as well. Look at what Tannehill's done since he left Gase. Yeah, that should yeah. give Arnold he some was, hope. Yeah, he was a massive bust. Nobody rated yeah. Tannehill at all. 
And then he's Sam like, Donald, Sam Donald finishes his game and goes back and watches the highlights of the Titans game just to make himself feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Every I time. I mean, I reckon, I mean, we spoke, didn't we, on last week about potential trades and that we all said that Donald should get traded and came up with different places. Did any of us come up with the Colts as a location uh, for him? No, yeah. but I would like to do that, actually. That'd because, be. like, Rivers is struggling a bit, isn't he? Like, I picked him as my player of the week because he had a good game and I love and I love him. But if you put Darnold in that offense, like, that entire core would be young. Like, they've got young receivers now, apart from Hilton, yeah. really. Jonathan Taylor, obviously a rookie. Um, the young O-line still as well. And then you'll have Darnold in with them as well. That could be a really good young core. A good young defense as well. That could be a... Yeah, exactly. Five, ten years could be a great thing. Gents, that was an exciting day. So what we'll do, we will leave it there and hopefully catch up again on Thursday. We have Thursday Night Football this time. So um, until next time. Cheers out. Podcast Network.